It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective, perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey, do you like our podcast? Take a moment, let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out and help others out too. Now, like we talked about last week, if you're listening, get to it. This, contest. <laughs> this week is the competition. Week. Yeah. So our special contest is going to start this week, which is you have the opportunity to win a $25 Visa gift card and more importantly, of more value, I would note, a one of a kind special mug with our faces on it. Yay! So all you have to do is mention us on Instagram or share our share us in your story or leave us a review on iTunes. So we're gonna announce the winners next week. So go ahead and tag away. Tag away. As we said in our New Year special, the way that people are finding us is through word of mouth. Word we of mouth. Choose not to do ads because we find them to it's be annoying. Effing annoying. I'm not really so trying to make money. If we had done that and turned on Spotify ads, they would like you know, what's the word? Advertise us to other podcasts, but we choose not to. We yeah. also choose. But the truth is, Whitney and I have. I mean, we've been doing this for over a year, and we, we do spend we spend a lot of time doing it, and we want to reach more people, right? We want it to have more impact of like helping other people out. We're really not trying to make money, but we want to feel like it's worth our time. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, anyone who listens to us that we are giving them some kind of that feeling where it's a deep breath that's like, I am not alone. That's what we're looking for. You can have kids. You can not have kids. You can have parent or pet lovers. It was what I was talking about with my friend. She doesn't actually have children, but she has numerous pets and relates almost everything we say to some pet or another (laughs) you know i talk to her you know at least once a month and she will say like oh this one episode like i could totally relate to that so (laughs) you know it really does help so we want to do a fun way to try and bring some awareness to our podcast yeah for sure 25 bucks and a mug yeah it's amazing we're crushing <laughs> the it. mug should get you really excited <laughs> well i'm Brittany. i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist i'm whitney i'm a nurse <laughs> i have a dog and i have children <laughs> you do yeah two very sweet sweet adorable children. <laughs> what you drinking girl okay i am drinking the gadget by urban artifacts if by the end of this episode I am very slurriful, it's because I just realized when I poured it that it's like an eight percenter. No. Yeah. That's well, high for me. So I get on kicks sometimes where I will really get into one lane with things. So a couple weeks ago I was really on like a cab, like a cabernet kick. Now I'm on like a, a wheat beer, Hefeweizen kind of kick. I like Hefeweizen. Yeah. Well, yeah. this I found it at, at our grocery store up the road, and it's uh, like a Hell's Hefeweizen uh, from... I, I, you know, the label to me looks like it says fucker. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie, but I think it's toucher. I don't know. No, Either it does one look is like fucker. It's F U C H E R. Yeah, the fucker. old fucker. 
The old fucker. Anyways, it's good, and I like it. So cheers. Cheers. Oh, still terrible. Still not good. We gotta do something about that. We gotta work on it. So today we are talking about raising polite children and teaching them manners. God, because if you've seen Charlie or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, no one wants a kid that blows up like a blueberry because she's a brat. I kind of think it would be fun. (laughs) Daddy, I want the golden ticket. What was her name? That was the, oh. Oh, Veronica. Veronica. Damn it, Veronica. Just get your shit together. Well, it wasn't her fault. Her dad was totally enabling. He He had a whole, whatever you want, Veronica. Okay, Veronica. And by the way, Charlie, he had to live in a house where two grandparents shared the same bed and never got out of it for 20 years. Two, four grandparents. And then, this grandparents. Listen, that's got, I got a lot of questions. Everybody has questions. Because one day, he just got up and he had so much stamina atrophy yeah he was like okay charlie he was wobbly for 20 seconds and then he's like i will tour that thing and be on my feet for eight hours who went to the bathroom did they ever go to the bathroom what about sex and (laughs) do people just stop having sex i don't know like it doesn't make any sense but back to your original point Those kids were snobby, and Charlie was the only one that deserved the chocolate Charlie. factory. Well, he got the chocolate factory. Because he wasn't snobby. He got the whole thing. So how do we do it? <laughs> That's, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to start with uh, the definition, right? And it feels subjective. Or is it? I don't know. You guys be the de- decision makers. Well, I don't know that what being are manners? polite and all of that is subjective. I mean, I think when you're around someone who's polite, it, it stands out. Um. I really wish the children were born with an innateness to be polite. But they're not. They're, they're not. born with like a Neanderthal caveman. Give me what I want now. Unfortunately, you give it. You're not. <laughs> you're not. I mean, you're not. Like people, I mean, I'm not going to go on my tangential, whatever. But, you know, kids, humans, we're self-persevering, right? Like we, we want to like... Do what's best for numero uno. At times, you know, I was reading a whole bunch this week for school and there it was re- like, oh my God, you're so smart. Thank you. <laughs> it's referring back to nursing, but it was something that I really related back to parenting. And it was like, there's an ever present, like present tension between constraint and freedom. Yes. Yes. And, I and really, one might define that as discipline. Right. So there's this ever present thing where you want to allow a child and child the freedom of speech mm-hmm. and the freedom of individuality mm-hmm. while also writing that in so that they're not walking up to someone and be like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Look at you, you little homeless shit. I mean, like, so like there's this ever-living constraint. One, mo- one note quickly about homelessness. And oh, I don't think we need to talk. No, I'm saying that that's no, in paro- it, This in, is just a funny child. It's not funny, but it's... So... Around COVID, there was a large tent community close to like downtown. No, close to our downtown. Um, and so we were driving by it, and Elise was like, I mean, when I say it was sprawling, it was sprawling. And yeah. Elise was like, What's that? And I'm like, Well, baby, there's people that don't have a house. They so they live in tents and they live together so that they can help each other as much as possible. And you know, we do. And that's sort of all she was sort of like, okay. Um, and so that's really all we said about it for that time. And then we're we're doing prayers later. And even to this day, she still prays for those homeless people in those tents. And she says, and help them help somebody to move out of a house 
so that they can move in because Elise thinks that the reason why people are homeless is simply there's not enough houses. So it's more of a supply and a demand issue. So her logic is like, if someone would just move out of a house, then they could move in and it's solved. I mean, at least she's polite enough. (laughs) My sons, when we talk about that and people living in tents, they're like, oh, like when we go camping with grandma and grandpa. I'm like, no, it's not no, the same. it's different because they, they, they it's don't not like a have a home. Vacation. He's like, well, we don't have a home when we go camping with grandma and grandpa. <laughs> no, we still it's still and there. This is of course Graham, right? Who takes everything logically? Where I'm like, you're driving me up a, a wall. And he's like, you can't drive up a wall. Oh, geez. and I'm like, that ain't helpful. It's Anyways, not- I just thought that was. Yes. It's interesting, like, they're little minds, you know? Yeah, and I love that phrase when it was, like, the tension between that. So, we, so, the kind of guru of, like, the people that are in charge of politeness. And oh, who's I, I'm excited. <laughs> there are Who are the people that, like, eat the forks in a certain manner? That's called the etiquette. Debutantes. <laughs> the etiquette. The etiquette. Uh, Emily Post said that manners are a sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. Oh, yeah. You have awareness. You have good manners no matter what fork you use. So that is how, yeah. So that's how she defined manners. Um, When you go take it a step further, I want to talk about what do you think are manners? So what do you consider to be like manners? And then what are those that are like either outliers that you would work on and then those that you would say are you wish your child would do, but you're hoping society teaches. Well, that's two different questions. <clears throat> Second one. Three, actually. You're going to have to <laughs> repeat for me, probably. But So, manners so, no, that your no, child I, cannot get away. Like, this is expected in your family. So, okay, I'm going to break it down a little bit more to, like, the crux of what I feel is most important, which is a big statement, but it is just being a good person and being a good human. What I think is beneath that is, and this is a little tough. But teaching a child empathy. So I think, so I like what you said about, um, you know, just being kind, right? And I think that in what I'm trying to teach Elise, when she says things that cut a bit and things that are sassy, or she does things that are inconsiderate and self-serving and selfish, I try to teach her empathy by flipping the script on her and saying, what if I said this to you? Or what if your friend treated you like this? We should use words that build people up versus tear them down. So you want your child to take responsibility for their actions. Yes. I think that that would be the manner that they would say it is and being I, able to take responsibility. Take res- Yes. I'm a big, big proponent of that. I think so many things just come down to that. But I also think having the awareness of saying, what is the consequence of the words coming out of my mouth? that are outside of just myself. Okay. And so the simple, when we say manners, I think everybody thinks, please, thank you, excuse me, not interrupting, that type of thing. And those things are important. But let's break it down, Winnie. I mean, I say thank you to the to the lady who checks me out at the grocery store, and it means almost nothing. It probably does to her. Maybe, maybe not. But, some, like, but the point I'm making is what I try to teach is empathy. Okay. And 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 molding kids to to understand a world outside of themselves that they in fact have the ability to influence by their words and actions. Do you think manners are also hygiene? Yeah. Cover your mouth when you cough. Yeah, or wash your hands. Or even basic like wash your butt. Wash like your butt. don't don't come to the table smelling like 
ass bag because no one's going to want to. It's offensive. So what about the ability to apologize? Absolutely. I struggle with that myself. Ask my husband. Yeah. How about <laughs> greeting visitors? How so? When someone says hello to you, you oh, say hello back. I ca- yes. What about in the stores? Yes. What about saying goodbye? Yeah. What about hugs? No. Okay. <laughs> what about the manner of picking up after yourself? Yes. Okay. What about the manner of sharing and table manners? Well, sharing, yes. Table manners, I think sometimes they can get a little wonky. I never understood this elbow on the table deal. I think you just want to be an enjoyable dinner guest. Yeah. So the basic four when I was reading it, and it's a little subjective. Okay, not a little. When you talk about anything, when we always say like evidence-based parenting podcasts, I want to go ahead and like throw this out here now that we're on episode 70,000. <laughs> There is nothing that is concrete because it's all qualitative research. It's not stuff like this is. Yeah. Okay. So whenever we say this, a lot of times I've read a bunch of stuff about it and then came up with opinions based off of what I've read. So the basic four would be table manners, i.e. being able to sit at a dinner table, have a conversation, Mm -hmm. sit there through the entire meal and not be a distraction. Yeah. The other one would be saying please and thank you because Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not, and I've heard this parenting argument that I want them to want to say please and I want them to say thank you. As someone who works in nursing care, I cannot effing stand it when someone says the following phrase, go get me water. Oh, that's rude. The difference of that versus- Can you please give me some water when you have a moment? Please go get me water. Mm-hmm. Exact same phrase with a please in front of it just hits me differently. One makes me feel like I am made to do it, and I'm expecting the other makes it feel like it's a, a request of someone who's polite. The other one is sharing, teaching people how to share, and the last one would be apologizing. So I think even, because it kind of goes with the please and the thank you, I think the expression of gratitude is so important. And so I will say too, like, I I enjoy being polite. Like I enjoy like I okay. So I apply it to my you know just a work environment, right? Taking a moment, especially I send two thousand emails a day, but taking a moment to just say a, a a line, you know, in the email. Like I hope you're having a great day today, and your week's off to a good start. Before you jump into Hey, can you do this, 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 and this? Or have you followed up on this, this, and this? And then like just a quick, sometimes, right? If somebody's like doing some extra stuff and you're like, hey, I just want to say like, thanks for doing that. Like, I know that was a lot of work and you had to deal with some like annoying scenarios. Like, thanks for that, right? I also like to remember little things that are yeah. going on in people's life that is important to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I hear your grandfather is sick. How are they doing? Yeah, how are they doing? Because I genuinely want to know, but yeah, I also your family? want you to know that I'm thinking about you and caring about you. Outside of, like, and in the work context, just what whatever your role is in at work, right? Because we're all humans. And I will say that a lot of manners, yes, manners are instructed. Say thank you. Say please. What do you say? But a lot of it is modeling. And Elise is almost eight. She'll be eight in a week and a half. And I feel like I've been preaching this since she was zero. And it's not until recently I'm seeing any like fruit of my labor. And the other day she just came up and she was like, hey, mommy, thanks for making dinner. I really appreciate it. And I'm like, where is my child and what have you done with them? But I think it's like just years of just kind of modeling and showing that like, 
people do things for you because they love you and they care about you. Well, and I mean, when you look into how to actually create a polite child, there is a lot of that talk of like modeling. So one thing I was reading is how to say sorry. And actually this morning, and this may be a bad parenting moment or whatever. (laughs) So I'm in the bed with Meyer and Meyer's all over the place and he loves to wrestle with his dad. His dad loves it. I'm not a morning person. Like the energy in the morning, I need my coffee. Like just please back the F off of me. Like I just need some time. But they're wrestling and all of a sudden Meyer headbutts my boob. They're not big to begin with and it doesn't feel good. And I was like, dang, Meyer, that hurts. And he like buries his head. I was like, you need to apologize. You really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, strike one. Mm-hmm. You need to recognize that that hurts and apologize to me. And he says, well, I'm sorry. But as I was reading the literature, it was actually saying that that's not what I'm supposed to do. What I was supposed to say is you hurt mommy by headbutting her boob early in the morning. <laughs> Would you like to Pre-coffee. say sorry? And going back to our New Year's kind uh, of episode, I would disagree with that. Going back to Meyer would say no. Exactly. He would look at me and go, "No." Kids, kids don't know much, and they need to be well, made to do kid certain is things. Different. Yeah. Graham's going to say sorry no matter sure. what, but Meyer's going to be like, nah. just like we talked about last episode. There's difference in personality traits. So there's a there's a um, a guy is a pastor. His name's Andy Stanley, and I heard something about him one time. And whether you are a person of faith or not, I think this is valuable. He talked about helping kids learn when they hurt others and how to kind of um, navigate through that. And um, it was one of his boys had done something. Teenage boys had done something really unkind to their mom, and um, he said, you know, the question that he had taught his sons to ask was um take ownership like you're saying Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry that i did this what can i do to make it up to you and i thought that that was like that's so good right because it's like most of the time people are going to say nothing it's fine you know just an apology right but like what can i do to make it up to you should i or or ask yourself that question should i should i write them a note you know and i'll tell you i've had we talked about School behaviors. I've had Elise, when she's had an exceptionally bad day, I've had her write an apology to her teacher before. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's such, like, when you t- translate children out to their relationships, there's nothing worse than when a man hurts a female's feelings or vice versa, and they don't know how to say sorry and make that correction. Because the reality is, is the inability to say sorry, in my opinion, does have a consequence to it. For sure. And so... Whether or not he wants to say sorry, yeah, I would hope he learns the benefit of saying sorry. But in that moment, he hurt me. And what I wanted to hear was sorry. But when I was reading through it, they were basically saying that that you have to instill this desire of want in them. And I just I know kind of disagree with it. I disagree with it, too, because because he would say no, he's going and to say how no. do you do that? And, and honestly, and then what do I do? Keep convincing him? Well, what about now? Like, and you what may, about it? No. you may never, you may never win that. And and my thing is, is like I tell Elise all the time, certain things are irrelevant. When we were talking about that teacher I spoke about last week, when it's like, well, I don't like her. You know what? To be honest with you, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Because if she's going to be your teacher, then you've got to buckle up and deal with it, Buttercup. Because it doesn't matter if you don't like her or not. 
Yeah. And I'll so, deal with it if she's really, in fact, crappy, but I bet she's probably not. So So that's how I deal with sorry. I do actually <laughs> lay a consequence if my child offends or hurts someone. I think someone, that's good. And they don't. Please and thank yous. They talk about how you should model the behavior in pretend play. All right. I'm going to be straight up for everyone listening. I hate pretend. Oh, my God. Me too. I don't. I hate it. Same. And the amount of hours that I would have to dedicate to that. I don't have an imagination anymore. Well, it's just the amount of hours that translating in real life for me to like the the child then. I don't think I have the amount of hours in me to do the pretend play. So. What I personally do is we have our children say the phrase, may I please have X, Y, and Z. I I model that behavior at every restaurant. So I also ask, may I please have X, Y, and Z. They're at the age of seven and five. So I completely ignore them until they say please. (laughs) That's a good approach. So can I have crackers? No, they... Can I please have crackers? So here's a question too. Do you have to audibly be, be able to hear it? Yes. Because yeah. I think that's a problem. The whole answer of, well, I said it, doesn't matter to me. See, I'm going to tell you, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. And, and it's with other kids because my child doesn't struggle with that. My child is the opposite. She's naturally loud. But when you've got these little meek kids that are asking me for Graham. stuff and I can't hear you, that just bugs me. Like, project project because you're not gonna and and i'm not trying to be it's not about me right none of this is about me as i always think sure they're they're five seven eight now but they're gonna be 15 17 18 our job our job is ultimately what winnie to prepare them for adulthood so what what as an adult if you're squeaking around like a little mouse no one's gonna hear what your needs and wants it's like a weak handshake i teach oh a sloppy fish I hate a wet fish flopping Strong in my hand, Whitney. Handshake. Yes. <laughs> Strong handshake. I also teach my children, one thing I do teach them is to pick up after themselves. So our children have um, have always been responsible for cleaning their room and the playroom. As of today, they're now responsible for cleaning the bathroom. They have to also vacuum their room and they have to do all of their own laundry. And we do this to teach the child. And Brian is actually teaching all of them. So a little bit of me is, I'm not like a huge feminist. And so I don't want it to come across like that. But I do believe in like equitable division of work. As in both Brian and I work and Brittany and I have talked about this. 100%. So I need my husband to step up and mm-hmm. do some of the domestic work that may not quote unquote be male driven. But I also. That's irrelevant. My, I want my children to be good husbands. Yes. I, I really want them to. Treat. They live in that house too. So I actually teach them to hold the doors open for females. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching them to hold the doors open. I'm like, you need to treat. I like it. And I'm also teaching them to make sure that if someone falls down and they are hurt, that you need to check on them. And are you make okay? sure that they are okay. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of like two big things. You know something else about boys too, and I'll definitely te- be teaching my son. When there's a room and, and there's a lot of people in it, and there's not many chairs, and there's women that need to up. sit down. If you're a man, and I'm sorry with this whole fluidity, I, if, if it offends you, I, I suggest you probably listen to something else. But if you're a man and you're sitting and there's a woman that wants to sit, stand up. Be a stand man. Up. Come on. I'm going to say the same thing. If there's a it's man not hurt you. is like, got disabled, disabled stand or elderly, up. you stand up. Yes. Like, 
if I remember when I was pregnant, it drove me insane. But people would be like, would you want to sit down? Would you want to? Now, it drove me insane because I'm one of these like, I don't need that. I yeah, just get up and leave the, oh, leave the chair. Yet, better yet, it was nice. But I was like, you know, I don't need that. But what I really liked is the offer to it. So when I was in Oregon, I had a flat tire. And I'm by the side of the road. I'm in my 20s. I don't know what the F I'm doing. I'm like sitting there. I'm trying to fucking figure this whole thing out. And this kid who was clearly in high school pulls over. He's very shy. He barely talks to me. And he says, I can fix your tire. Oh. And I said, okay, thank you. He fixes my entire flat tire. So nice. Puts the tire away. And he barely talks to me. And then he drives off. And I remember thinking. And those thinking, parents did a great job. And I never can thank them. But I remember thinking, like, the parents literally did do a good job for the child who is clearly not super outgoing. He's not doing it for any other manner than someone. He just knew that he needed to. Yeah. I need, like I clearly needed help. Yes. And he stopped. And so like, it always brings me back to this phrase that was like, if you don't want to hang out with your children, no one will. True. And therefore you teach your children the things that are important to you and how you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. needs to put upon them. So it's not just, yes. It's, and so that's what I would say to, like, my children. It's, like, treat others how you wish to be treated, not how, like, which, you are treated, which is a golden rule. But I love that golden rule because yeah. people treat me like shit all the time in my work. But if I treated them back that way, n- the world will not continue right. to exist in a happy place. Well, and unfortunately, I think our society is headed in a very super, super, super selfish direction where everything is pointed towards you and what makes me happy and finding my truth and everyone should kind of go along with what what I say and how I feel. And while that may have its small place, I think that we have to be really careful with that because we are a collective society as well. And we need to be um, considerate and kind to people that aren't ourselves and people that may have differing opinions and that sort of thing and And if we fail to recognize the beauty of difference and if we fail to recognize the need for help we fail to like really recognize the considerate in our manners within Mm -hmm. us and so like when i always think about that guy who helped me change the tire that was very small and took a small part of his day but here 20 some odd years later i still remember that moment where he helped me change my tire and so it's so important to teach our children how to be polite in A, modeling it. B, I do think consequences need to be laid down because I do believe that if you are being rude or impolite, so it it kind of goes back to this, you know, I was talking to a friend recently and I was like, do you inter- intercept when someone is rude to your child? And it's Haley, she has five children. And she said, no, I don't get involved in that. I said, what about vice versa? If your child is rude to someone else, she said, absolutely, absolutely. I step in. Yes. And so it's this this whole backing back thing where she was like, I don't, because I always think there's a teaching moment involved. Now, mm-hmm. clearly, if there's a physical Haley, of course, Haley is a badass and she would take care of some stuff. But like, she's saying that like, that no, in general, she doesn't step in on the other way because we'll teach them, but she does step in on the back end. Of course. Like, you do not get to treat Despite them like that. that, yes. Yeah. And I do think that's an important lesson. To I agree, too, because, because it teaches the lesson that you can't control how other people behave, but you can control how you behave. And everything you were just saying goes back to kind of what I was talking about, about I try to help Elise to understand, 
you know, how would she feel if it happened to her? And we talked last episode about likability. And, you know, as tough as that is to kind of hear, I think sometimes it's like, if you're a likable person, your life's going to be a little easier. Because if, you know, if you're a jerk and you're rude and people don't like you, like, they're not going to give you good options. They're not going to treat you well. They're going to be nice to you. I mean... You set yourself up for failure, I think. Yeah, and I think it all begins with the person trying to teach it. So if I treat my children disrespectfully, and I don't say please and thank you to them, and I don't value their opinion, and I don't help them when they're down, and there's some caveats to this, because sometimes they do have to learn to pick themselves up. Yeah. But I do believe it starts back from what Brittany was saying in the very beginning with modeling good behavior and modeling all of that mm-hmm. and making sure that they know that, like, Okay, my mom says X, Y, and Z. My mom does X, Y, and Z. And my dad does this. And therefore, that... And so, I do believe it starts back to us as parents to make sure that we are treating people politely. I also think... Emulating those good behaviors. Yes. And the the empathy starts as a parent, too. I mean, just last week, like... Elise came home, and you can tell she's, like, not in a good mood. And she's, like, starts to get tearful. And everything is short. And I'm like, Lisa, what is wrong? She's like, I just had a really bad day. And she never says that. I mean, I'm like, at least how was your day? Oh, fantastic. Great day. Superb. Like, wonderful day. Like, every day is great, you know? But she was like, I just had a really bad day. Like, my friend is not going to be doing violin with me anymore. And then so-and-so said she wasn't going to be my friend today. You know what? There's nothing I can do to fix that. But I just gave her a hug, and I said, baby, I'm sorry. Some days, some days are really hard. And I'm really sorry you had a bad day. But mommy and daddy always are here and no matter what happens outside of this house we love you very much yep. and we're always here and you know what it was like she turned her at i didn't even expect this i thought it was going to be a whole thing all night she turned her attitude around like almost immediately it was like she just needed to hear that like she was understood yeah and i mean that's the thing you got to teach too is that sometimes you will be polite to someone and that they will not be polite to you absolutely and you have to learn to let that that's go. gonna happen and then there's not that, nothing I did. I did my best. You are polite. Yep. You are respectful. You have taught all empathy, and they are just assholes. That's <laughs> so. That's our message. Sometimes people are just, are just assholes. assholes. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to give us feedback, provide topic suggestions, or just tell us your own funny stories, you can reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and the competition Don't reference. Don't forget. Start, <laughs> it starts today. You want to mug right with our now? faces? Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) We post weekly reminders of new episodes and funny stuff just to make you laugh at Slightly Crunchy Momcast. Or even better, you can buy us a beer. You know we like to drink. Donate via buymeacoffee.com slash slightly crunchy. Until next week, bye.